Welcome to Breaking Free Podcast, your recovery, your way. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Liv. You're in the right place if you want to explore what it means to be in recovery, to challenge the things that keep us small, and to learn how to thrive independently. Together, Together, we we are breaking breaking free. Just a quick reminder that while I'm a nurse and a coach, and Liv is a coach, recovery advocate, and a writer, we are not doctors. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you need to, please, please see a doctor. The Alana Club of Portland is proud to sponsor the Breaking Free podcast. Your recovery, your way, is at the heart of our approach to recovery support services. Unity Recovery, an inclusive recovery community organization serving all of Philadelphia, is proud to support the Breaking Free podcast. Recovery is possible. Find your path to break free. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to talk about the helpful aspects of 12-step recovery. What about that? What does that mean to you, Tiffany? Ah, Thanks for asking. I think when we were talking about this, the thing that really lit both of us up and it really boiled down to uh, was community. And certainly there's so much more we're going to go into on this um, episode. But for me, the community aspect, having a place that I could show up, and I live in Portland, Mm. we have meetings from 6 a.m. to 11 p.m. at night. Having a place that I could go to and show up and know that there were other people who were struggling with the same thing and know that Um, I'm not the only one. I could see a mirror, right? Just having that and the the people in the rooms that really Mm. lifted me up. And again, we're going to dive a little bit more into this, but, um, but it's, it was all about community for me. How about you, Liv? I think that's really important. Um, in fact, I'd say it's probably the most important thing is that helped me with my recovery you know the fact that you have an immediate community of sober people who are all striving for the same goal um is is really powerful not only in the sense of like if you if you break down the elements of community you're looking at the empathy from one another you're looking at um always having someone that you can connect with um you know when you go that when you go to AA, for, for those of you who don't know, you always get it or NA or any other A, um, <laughs> you get a list of numbers. So you've mm-hmm. always got some telephone numbers to call um, of people that can help support you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you talked about you know just the idea of having a group of sober people. It's like if you're on a Friday night, you're like, ah, oh, you know, I want to go to the bar. I want to, you know drink or use and instead you have the opportunity to go sit with people that you have that in common with and um, and that you can trust at least most of the time the people in the room will be sober (laughs) every now and then you get one that um a little questionable but most of the people in the room are going to be sober or at least achieve you know attempting to achieve sobriety and so it's a safe space I love that yeah yeah me too um yeah so for me the other helpfulness the other pieces that are helpful are the concept of um, the steps, right? The um, the practice of doing the personal growth and development, digging in a little deeper, looking at the root cause, uh, discovering willingness. Like willingness was a huge piece of mm. my, it's, it still is a huge piece of my recovery, learning that um, to be willing means to do, right? It's not a feeling. <laughs> And so, yeah, so, and that was something that never, I have not experienced that concept outside of the rooms. And so Mm. um, it was really important to me to be, see that modeled Mm -hmm. and to have people talking about what being willing means and and the importance of it. That was So willingness is an action. Yeah. Yeah. 
And, and it's interesting because I used to kind of sit around and wait for inspiration or wait to feel willing to do things. And um, my, my sponsor at the time helped me with this concept when it came to doing the dishes because I would get super overwhelmed and mm-hmm. literally every dish in my apartment would be dirty. Oh. And she'd say, just go wash one dish and you don't have to feel like it. But, you know, just go take that. If you're willing, you know, that means you're going to take that action. And so just go do the one. And then, of course, you know, I'd be able to wash at least a few more. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not all of them. How many but... forks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the steps were really helpful for me personally. I do feel like they were different than what I've experienced outside of the rooms, but also really um, useful in terms of letting go of some shame, being mm-hmm. able to kind of get some of those dark secrets out and um, the kind of um, recognizing that I'm just a person, you know, and that this is something that, um, you know, other people have experienced these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's something that I experienced both by working the steps, but also in talking with people in the program. And I would say the other things that I found helpful were the kind of the rituals of it. What and, do you mean by ritual? Yeah, so rituals. So the idea, so, you know, just the meetings themselves are kind of a ritual, right? Mm. Like you show up, you introduce, your, you know, you introduce yourself, there's a structure to it. And it's this, you know, idea of kind of going regularly and, mm-hmm. and participating. And then there's usually a holding hands at the end or standing in a circle, honoring the person who's still suffering. Then usually there's a prayer, hand holding, um, which I know for some people isn't, they you know it doesn't work for everyone, mm-hmm. but for me it was helpful to have that sense sense of ritual. And then outside of meetings with step work was really you know reading the book and um, saying affirmations or prayers or whatever you know whatever it is, taking that time to reflect, having a gratitude list, mm-hmm. um, having um, you know meditation be encouraged. Although it did take me. Oh, gosh, (laughs) 17 years to start doing it regularly, something like that, Mm -hmm. really long time. But I mean, I had fits and starts and I, you know, had other practices. I did kind of review my day at Mm -hmm. the end of the day. And in the morning, I would ask for inspiration. When I was getting to work as a nurse, I would always say the seventh step prayer. Yeah. Uh, And that was really, um, it's the, my creator, I'm now willing that you should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every defective Mm -hmm. character that stands in my way of you know, the usefulness to you and my fellows. And for me, a lot of times it was fear. So I kind of bracket fear in that. Remove fear from me so that I can go out into the world and be of maximum service. And I would actually say that prayer before I would take tests um, in nursing school. (laughs) And I actually feel like I perform better. It helped with my test anxiety. So there was a lot of pieces of the program that I could apply to my Mm day-to-day life. And that's what I really um, appreciated about it more than anything. I used to say, I wish everyone had access to these tools. So um, how about you? What did you find in terms of like the rituals? I, I, I liked that my day was punctuated in some way by a recovery activity. Mm. So, you know, whether that was a meeting or meeting a sponsor, but not all the time because this became a point of contention for me. I used to become very tired. And in some ways I would say it's, it is still... Uh, a really helpful aspect because it helped me to realize that I am an introvert Mm -hmm. and that going to a meeting or meeting with people all day every day is too much for me Mm. so in a in a backward kind of way it was really helpful to have that but my um 
my original sponsors would ask me to perform like a morning ritual of writing and that's been really powerful. We've talked about this in one of our other episodes on process, um, but the process of writing, what's my plan for the day? How do I feel? What's going on in my body? Um, and just that kind of unloading was super helpful. And then at the end of the day, the process of, of either writing two things that I'm grateful for or three things that I've done right that day. Mm. That ritual has, has been something that I still do today. Um, Mm. yeah it's I I don't know I I think I think there's a part I think this is the Scorpio part of us <laughs> Scorpios love ritual mm. um you know that they kind of they have this dark sense of their personality that they they like ritual and they like um that kind of powerful self-reflection um so really that really spoke to me um what about uh sponsorship was that something that was helpful for you uh yeah it was actually really helpful for me and I know for some people it isn't and I think this is something it's really important to talk about and we can talk a little bit about it in the um maybe the episode where we go into pieces of 12 step that might not work for everyone Mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about that but for me personally I took the advice of other people I'd heard in the meetings to look for someone that had what I wanted and I was very fortunate to find a woman who I think at the time when I met her she had two or three years of sobriety Mm -hmm. which you know seemed like forever at that point in my life I couldn't quite imagine how you get there Um, and she just was she was incredibly supportive but also encouraged me strongly to do to take action Mm -hmm. and to be really involved and and to be of service and not to um kind of be lazy isn't really the word, but not to um, allow myself to get too swallowed up in self-pity or mm-hmm. any of that and just to, you know, still take action. And so she and I was a single. Well, when I first met her, I was fresh out of treatment and then quickly became pregnant. <laughs> so, you know, as a single teen mom, new in recovery, mm-hmm. and she um, encouraged me to do 90 and 90 with my child, which was insane like now I mean she didn't have children at the time I'm sure now she would be like that's nuts but (laughs) but it was really um it was actually really helpful for me really to show up no matter what yeah um, really taught me a lot of you know taught me perseverance and commitment and grit and uh, it showed me what self-care you know what self-care really means which is to take care of myself even if I don't feel like it yeah um and I don't necessarily encourage everyone you know I over the years I didn't encourage everyone to do it because I knew how hard it could be Mm -hmm. but it was actually a really powerful experience for me that being said I have had sponsors that weren't that helpful um I had a sponsor who was going through a divorce and you know I was newly working with her and she had a lot of time and she just totally blew me off (laughs) That was really hard because I needed support at that point. Um, I've had other, I've had sponsees that have come to me and they, their previous sponsors have required that they call them every single day. They've required that they, um, you know, call other people, like three people a day, things like this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes the level of 
involvement can be a little bit, you know, can start to feel kind of codependent. It can start to feel like yeah. a power struggle or a control thing. Um, if, you know, if you find a sponsor and it's someone that's not working, that doesn't work for you, it's okay to find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And everybody has different styles. And these are people who are not trained professionals and, you know, they have that's their own lived experiences. Yeah. yeah. And so you really, it's totally hit or miss. And you don't get no, because sometimes our look good is really, you know, really, we have a great look good. And so then it's hard to know that, actually underneath their life is a myth. Um, And eventually, even still in the program and still sober with long-term sobriety, I eventually stopped having a sponsor because um, the sponsor I was working with, it just felt like it wasn't working. I felt like, um, you know, I felt like she was unhappy with me and I felt Mm -hmm. kind of like this guilt and shame around the relationship and that I felt like was totally not helpful. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it was her fault. It just was, you know, our dynamic and how I felt. Um, but also I realized that I didn't see anybody who had what I wanted anymore Mm. because, you know, I didn't see anybody who had more time than me that had a really solid relationship with a partner who had a good relationship with their kids, Mm -hmm. who had a career that they felt passionately about. Like I'd gotten to the point where, and it's not that these people don't exist. They just, I wasn't encountering them anymore. And I wasn't going to ask somebody who didn't have those things to guide me in my life anymore. So I think that's a really complex topic. I'd yeah. love to hear your thoughts on it. Oh my God, um, we, we could have a whole episode on sponsorship. Mm, maybe uh, we should. All right, we're going to take a pause here so that we can hear from our awesome sponsors. The Alana Club of Portland is proud to sponsor the Breaking Free podcast. Your recovery, your way, is at the heart of our approach to recovery support services. As the largest and most diversely programmed non-clinical recovery support center in the United States, we've been proudly breaking barriers and forging new pathways for years to ensure everyone has a home in recovery. From peer mentoring to recovery CrossFit, from trauma-informed yoga to mindfulness training, the Alano Club of Portland has a recovery pathway that's right for you. Here at Unity Recovery, we believe recovery should be the expectation, not the exception. Whether you find support with mutual aid, harm reduction, medication, or yoga, your recovery is beautiful and worth celebrating. Learn more and become part of the recovery movement at unityrecovery.org. And we're back. Well, yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I feel like all of these elements, you know, I, I spent a long time sitting in meetings asking myself, what is helpful about this and what is harmful? But, you know, in relation to um, sponsorship, like the other aspects that I may consider to be unhelpful for, for me, they're kind of a doorway into myself, you know? Mm. So with I've had six sponsors in mm. five years. And like we said in other episodes, you know, my I have a firm belief that recovery is fluid. So initially my need for a sponsor was one that was very structured, um, more on the controlling side and would tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I did not know how to parent myself. But, and, and I think... Um, I think that can be helpful in early recovery, but it can very quickly become codependent. And, you know, with one particular sponsor I'm thinking about, you know, I've had conversations where she would be screaming down the phone at me, Mm. you know, and we've got to remember, like you said, these are not trained people. 
some of the best advice I ever had was from a, a guy in NA and he said, I want you to go and follow that sponsor home, that potential mm. sponsor home and look at how, not literally, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> we're not stalkers, <laughs> see how they're acting in their lives because mm-hmm. it's all very well that they put on this show in an NA meeting and you know, they may have all the best stories, but if they're not practicing in that, in that, that these spiritual principles in their daily lives, then they're not the person for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, great advice. That was really helpful, and I was able to see that some of the relationships and the sponsors that I had were not practicing these principles, and mm-hmm. you know, to be able to walk away. But in that process, a very painful process, it was an opportunity to reflect on my expectations, to reflect on you know, as has often been the case, and this is what I do in therapy now is to sit back and see right what's the frustration what value is that triggering in me what's the the underlying issue here Mm -hmm. and you know to detangle right this is too high an expectation but then there is this aspect of the relationship that's not working it's no longer working for me for someone to tell me to do things day in day out I don't have the energy levels for that level of interaction and I believe now that it's unhelpful uh, to be telling people to do everything every day because they need to develop that sense of self themselves. Mm. And, you know, agency and autonomy are crucial aspects of any kind of recovery, especially trauma recovery. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, sponsorship was helpful initially, but then it became harmful to me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it, like you're saying, it really depends on the person, Yeah, right? And finding the right person to have that relationship with just like, you know, friendships and therapists and other yeah. mentors we seek out in our lives and bosses and leaders. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, that that advice that you got of looking at how they actually behave in their own personal yeah. life, right? Yeah. So, you know, if there's somebody who has road rage all the time, like, wow, you know, they haven't addressed that yet. So yeah. is that, are they going to be able to give you guidance in that area? Yeah. Uh, I, sh- I should add to, you know, there, there are two women in particular that I think about now and they were women in NA and they were, they showed me love for myself that I could not show, mm-hmm. show myself. Mm-hmm. You know, they showed me the love that I could not show myself. So they, um, you know, they were really kind to me and it was actually them that said, no, you don't need to go to a meeting every day. Mm. You're exhausted. What you actually need is a break. Mm. You know, three meetings a week is way more realistic than seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of them in particular that I'm thinking about had a really loving relationship. She mm. showed me what it was like to love as a parent, to have made mistakes as a parent, but to have you know, she was really living her amends. Mm. And that was really beautiful. You know, mm. as as much as I can talk about what doesn't work, I equally want to give back the respect that I have for some of these women. Because, yeah. you know, they, maybe to some extent a little bit too much, but they say yes a lot to people. Mm-hmm. And they give a lot of their time mm-hmm. um, to other women to help them. And I think that's really powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And having been a sponsor, I would say that's also a really helpful part of the, you know, of the the program is that idea of giving back and being of service. Yeah. And the value that's placed on that. I yeah. personally have learned just as much from my the people I have sponsored as I have from the people who have sponsored me. And yeah. it, and I agree. I do want to also, I mean, I uh, the sponsors that I had 
you know, invested a ton of time into, into my yeah. life and to supporting me. And it was even just having someone who's willing to invest time and energy and right. love into your life. And, and it was you know, unconditional. Yeah. Those two women were unconditional. They would always get back to me. There were others that were not that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but these two women in particular, yeah, always there. Oh, and and even if they couldn't be there, they would get back to me. Nice. You know, they they gave me the mothering that I so desperately needed, that kind of recovery mothering, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I wonder the difference between men and women here too, oh, like what yeah. women need from a sponsor versus what men need. And, yeah. you know, we're all individuals, but I think um, That's a, a lot really of times, yeah, when we come in, you know, we're so hard on ourselves and mm-hmm. um, we're kind of crushed by the weight of all of these expectations from the world and from ourselves and, um, from our families, and so having a place where we can just be loved, yeah, uh, I think it's really important and beautiful. Okay, yeah, we may, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> this topic may come back around. We should have a whole episode um, on sponsorship. Yeah. So what else? Tell me something else that was helpful for you. Um, I think I've covered most of it, except for the spiritual aspect. So mm-hmm. for me, and of course, you know, I live in Portland, and um, the meetings here are pretty like higher power rather than, you know, your, than, than a religious God. So for me, the spiritual aspect was actually really helpful. Um, when I was in treatment, I had questions about that and I Uh had the counselor, what was his name? Richard, I think, gosh, it's been a long time, but I think his name was Richard. I said, you know, I don't know about this God thing. And he said, why don't you go do a second step study? And he had me read out of the 12 by 12, the second step. And, um, and it was like, oh, it's just, you know, a matter of my own conception and, um, kind of being open to the idea. Uh-huh. And the cool thing is the very next day, someone else came into the treatment center and she said the same thing. I don't know about this God thing. And so <laughs> he was like, this is, you know, like an opportunity to do 12 step work. And so he had me sit down and share what I'd learned from the book with her. And um, I have no idea if she's where she's at today or, yeah. how, you know, I don't, I actually don't remember her name, but, um, but it was really neat to be able to give away what I had just received um, but for me, this, the spiritual aspect, it was more that there was a value of mm-hmm. developing a spiritual connection. And um, fortunately, like I said, I, I am in an area where it's not super religious. I know other areas it is more religious. And so that could be really challenging for some people. And some people who are atheists or agnostic, even just the encouragement for a spiritual yeah. um, growth or development might be not helpful. But, um, but yeah, I, I really relied on that to deepen and develop my own concept of a higher power. And today, you know, my, my concept, we were kind of joking about this pre-recording that we may have to have an episode just on spirituality. And I was like, wow, mine's gotten so woo that I don't know if I want to share it with the whole world, but I want to know, but you know, it's given me that freedom and it's given me again, the encouragement to devote time and energy to Mm -hmm. that. And that has been, I would say the biggest foundation for me in my life now is having that um, that connection or that faith or belief. Yeah. So yeah, for me, it's a positive. I know it's not for everyone. Yeah. How about you? Um, there are a few other helpful elements. I think, um, one of the most powerful ones is perspective. So mm. I may feel that I don't need to, to go and sit in a meeting or, listen to people whining um which is is how it felt in the end you know I'd go and sit in a basement and listen to someone whine about their washing machine or their codependent relationship and someone not doing something they're supposed to do and 
Actually, I came away feeling a great sense of perspective because there'd often be a newcomer there Mm. and it would be an opportunity to reflect of like, oh my God, do you remember when you just stopped? Mm -hmm. I'll never forget that day that I walked in the rooms. You know, my my very first sponsor was there and and I walked in and I sat down and I just did this. (sighs) And she said, she said, Liv, you walked in and you just went my name's Liv and I'm new Uh, and then just like kind of flopped in the chair (laughs) and you know looked miserable and felt like my world had fallen apart which Mm. it had so seeing that in other people helped me to realize that things in my you know in my mind weren't as bad as they they felt Mm. that was really powerful and it's still powerful today we can get it in other ways um Mm. Some other elements that were helpful, um, you know, even though I don't necessarily find the steps helpful anymore, what I liked about there being a framework, a program, whatever, is that it was a door to look deeper, Mm -hmm. you know, that that was an opportunity to look at the surface level stuff that was impacting my life. You know, for me, trauma was at the heart, is at the heart of all of my suffering. So you know, it helped me to kind of clean off the surface to be able to look a little bit deeper. That was helpful. Um, and just, you know, to see the extent to which alcohol and drugs had harmed my life mm. and my relationships and mm. my ability to live was really powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was really, really strong um, and part of my recovery. Um, and then the, the last one is, is the life lessons. So, you know, we, we talked about those a little bit more, but typically the, the relational lessons, what is my sponsor showing me? What is this new love of my life that I've only just looked at and planned the marriage and, (laughs) and taught me about myself. Um, being able to set boundaries, being able to say no, yeah. all of those things are really, really important uh, part of recovery. So, yeah, in essence, for me, the most helpful part was uh, it was giving me an opportunity to sit, to be, to find some stability in recovery. Mm. And then from that place, go off and find something that worked for me. Yeah. A yeah. breathing space, right? That's what it was. It was breathing space. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, the perspective, especially that you talk about, I think m- many of the things we've talked about today are perspective, all about mindset, about really seeing, like you were saying, this, seeing how um, the effects of drinking and using, how yeah. you know significant they were in your life, and then also seeing it's not that bad. Like I, you know, m- my day today, you know, some days you're like, oh, this is the worst or, you yeah. know, what more could happen? Yeah. But then you go and you learn that someone's family member has just passed away and they're struggling with this. Um, you know, yeah. I, I personally have had, um, you know, family members pass away and just been in meetings like crying. I've had people that I knew from the program who had, um, you know, returned to use and they, you know, had, a, um, we don't know for sure, but, you know, mm-hmm. look like something like an overdose where they passed away or we've had people who committed suicide, um, in, you know, close to me and my family and in, in my life that, um, I, you know, so having a place to go with that yeah. pain and recognizing that, you know, it could be, it could yeah. be so much worse or like you're saying, it could be, I could be, at, you know, day one, yeah. just trying to start this journey, feeling completely hopeless. Yeah. 
So you just reminded me. Um, that's where I went when my brother died. Mm. You know, that was an immediate. I have to go to a meeting. I have to go and sit into a meeting. And what it gave me is, we've not talked about this, is I felt held. Mm. In a way that sometimes I've never felt in my life. I feel it now with, you know, with our relationship. Mm. We have a healthy friendship. Um, but I've often felt that that's been lacking in my life. Mm. I really, you know... I hold what's happened to you and I'm here and I support you and I'm not going to tell you how to fix it. Mm. I'm just here to show you that I care and I love you. And that is really difficult to replicate. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And to have that just available anytime. Yeah. yeah it's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, and just No pressure that that's your job now. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think, you know, that's another thing, though, too, to point out to so that sense of community. Mm. We we build that sense of community. And then the beautiful thing is when we need it, it's there, right? Yeah. And I know you and I, so, you know, just for anyone listening to this, we both left 12-step, um, but we're focusing on building that community outside of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And so that when we need it, it's there, you know, and, it, and it's um, it, it can bring so much joy and yeah. it can bring so much um uh, so many gifts to our lives. Um, and it's hard to quantify that until you, sometimes you have one of those moments where you need that yeah. you need to be held and, um, or even just, you know, the fun and adventure of it and the, all yeah. of those pieces. Yeah. But I think for me, I've noticed I'm most grateful for it when I've had those times where I just feel like I don't know what to do. Or yeah. Where to go, so. Yeah. It's, it, it felt safe mm. until it didn't. Yeah, yeah, and we're going to go into that actually in, <laughs> in the, the next very next episode um, if you're questioning 12 steps. Um, but we wanted to first talk about all the things that we appreciated about it, what it's given to us in our lives. Yeah. Um, because we definitely, or I, I personally, and I think I think you feel similarly, we definitely have both gained a lot yeah. of value from them. But it's just, you know, there are pieces of it that don't didn't work anymore. Yeah. And there are pieces of it that don't work for peop, other people out there from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so we want to honor all paths. And this is yeah. an option. This is a path. And these are all things I think that you can intentionally build in your life. Yeah. Uh, it's just this is kind of a ready-made, available yeah. to anyone. You know, um, it's it's free. You can even access 12-step meetings online now. Yeah. Um, most, you know, communities have them. Even yeah. the cruise ship that I went on, it was actually really cool because, you know, we were on this cruise ship. Friends of Bill W. That's uh, yeah, say, don't totally. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I went on this cruise with my mom and she, um, uh, as far as I can tell, is a normal drinker. Doesn't drink much. Um, wow. But, you know, so it was just me, right? Yeah. And, um, and everyone on, the, so she wasn't drinking much, but she drank some. But, you know, all these people on the cruise ship are just like drinking the whole time. <laughs> and it's wow. everywhere, right? It's part of the, and so to be able to go and what I felt more than anything in that room was a sense of connection and a deep sense of gratitude. Yeah. So that was really cool. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else you want to add today? Um, one last thing that... Uh, just like we honor everyone's pathway that we we do have a deep respect for people that you know that choose this pathway of recovery um we are passionate about being able to share our experiences talk critically where we need to but honestly this is you know this is our experience we're not here to say that 
our criticisms invalidate your recovery in any way if this is your pathway we are just sharing things that haven't worked for us just as much as things that have worked for us Mm -hmm. so it's really important that we can have those conversations because there are people out there that you know have these same concerns or things that are not working for them Mm -hmm. and we don't want to shame them Mm -hmm. you know we want to shine a light on those concerns and to tell them that they're not on our own just as much as the hand of AA is there for the people the hand of questioning is also there yeah yeah I think um I love what, what you're saying and I think that one of our goals is to really shift the community and the culture into a place of what can we do to honor and support each person's pathway yeah and make each pathway as best as it can be, right? Yeah. So one example is when I was in the time that I was going to 12-step in Portland, um, this was quite a few years ago, there was a big shift away from saying the Lord's Prayer yeah. to saying the Serenity Prayer at end of meetings. And there was a lot of backlash because a lot of people felt really connected to the Lord's Prayer, even if they weren't religious. They used to say the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah. Some of them still do. Um, but, I mean, wow. it was just... And it was funny because we were, you know, like I said, it was very like, you know, your own conception of a higher power. Uh-huh. But then we were saying the Lord's Prayer, which my family's Lutheran and I had kind of gone to church with my grandparents off and on as a child. So for me, it was really endearing. Yeah. And I didn't necessarily look at it as that I was being kind of told to have uh-huh. a religious belief. But for people who'd had negative experiences and, you know, religious experiences, I was, I understood that. It was valuable to shift away from that. But I even felt a little bit of a sense of loss just because I had that kind of endearing relationship with it. I hadn't, my parents hadn't forced religion on me, but Uh we had this kind of, you know, extended family who loved, you know, to go to church. And so I had pretty pleasant experiences. Yeah. So, and it was a really interesting, that was a way in which I feel that the community shifted and is better now because we're honoring more people, inclusivity, right? And accessibility. And I think that's really... My ultimate goal is to how can we think about these things in a way that is honoring of each person Mm -hmm. and that way more people can have access and that way, you know, we're not turning people off at the end of a meeting and making them feel that it's a religious um, organization. Or that that there's something wrong with them or that they're being dishonest in some way or incapable of being honest with themselves, right? Mm -hmm that we, we can have these these critical conversations. Yeah, so yeah. I'm excited to dive in next time yeah. to um, whether if we're questioning 12-step, some of the aspects that aren't helpful and um, really looking at, you know, maybe some alternatives, right? Yeah, thank you guys so much for joining. Please join us next week. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Breaking Free Podcast, your recovery, your way. We want to hear from you. Email us at hello at breakingfreerecovery.com or join our Facebook group, Breaking Free Community. Tell us what Breaking Free means to you.